0: Hello, my name is Davine. I like the way Joel pronounced it correctly. It's David and Jean, my dad and mum's names put together, Davine. I am, uh, I've been a member of this church for, heck, about 40 years, I think. But you don't see me very often because we're mission partners, Mike and I, in Portugal. Uh, on, almost on the border with Spain. Uh, I am Debbie's. Mother, Allegra and Zion's grandmother, Jean, for those of you who knew her, daughter. Uh, is that enough for an introduction? Um, so I thought I'd speak tonight. It's not expository, sorry. It's not a passage that I'm gonna uh, expound. It's something that I found very helpful in these last years, where I've been struggling with feeling down Can mission partners struggle with that? Aren't we perfect? Uh, And I I thought, what? Val said something there. Yeah. (laughs) I think, you know, we've had a lot of reasons for feeling down, haven't we? All of us in the last few years. I mean, the pandemic, the war, cost of living, climate. You go on and on. And I mean, it's, there's reasons, but... As people who follow Jesus, we've been told to give thanks in everything, to rejoice always. And so, I've, there's something, uh, an acrostic. So one thing I did, an acrostic, for those who don't know, is where like you have the alphabet, and for each letter of the alphabet, you, you put something down. And quite a, few, quite a lot of the Bible has acrostics. So the Book of Lamentations, which was written when Jerusalem was totally destroyed and absolute total grief, and Jeremiah, what's the matter? We have a lacrosse stick this morning. Yeah, <laughs> Deb this morning had a lacrosse stick, and yeah, uh, an acrostic. Um, uh, the five chapters of Lamentations, each chapter is an acrostic, each verse begins with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and he works his way through the grief and it's something I really recommend if you're struggling with grief or, or feeling down. Put A to Z and all the reasons that you feel down, and it sort of gets it out of your system. You know, it's not wrong as Christians. Uh, when we studied at All Nations, there was a, a lady there who, or her famous phrase was, stay with the pain. Stay with the pain until you've, you've lived it well. And that's the way of doing it with lacrostics. acrostics. And Psalm 119 is an acrostic. Each section in Psalm 119, each section begins, all the verses in each section begin with the letters of the Hebrew alphabet in, in order. And it's dealing with the glories of God's word. So it's not just when you're feeling down. And so I came up, I did an acrostic to help me when I'm dealing with down. Don't worry, I'm not gonna go through the whole alphabet. I'm gonna give you A, B, C. <laughs> And uh, it's, it's something quite scriptural when you're feeling down. Psalm 42, 5 uh, says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him. So it's very scriptural to talk to yourself. Why are you so depressed? Why do you feel so down? Put your hope in God, get a grip. Remember who you are and who God is. And uh, so, Really, this sort of thing is a spiritual discipline. And I I know Donald talks about spiritual disciplines, but this is a quote from uh, the editors of a Bible that I read one year. And it says, spiritual disciplines, why, why do we practice spiritual disciplines? And you know some of them, you know, praying, reading your Bible, coming to church. Things that you do, whether you feel like it or you don't. Deb talked about that this morning, about reading your Bible. It's not something you do when you feel like it, but something you do because, why? They take us to a level of maturity that we can get to no other way. Pursuing these practices makes us more acutely aware of God's hand working behind the scenes in every aspect of our lives and in the world. We practice these disciplines in order for the Holy Spirit to work through us, granting us power and strength to do those things we cannot possibly do on our own. And the reason I've put the sailboats there is it's like the wind's blowing, because this is very different from self-help. It isn't self-help. It isn't, you know, if I do this, you know, if I'm strong enough to do this, I'll, I'll deal with feeling down, No, It's trimming our sails to catch the wind of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is blowing And God is loving us constantly, and the Holy Spirit is blowing on us constantly, but we need to trim our sails to catch it. And basically, that's what spiritual disciplines are. So, here's my ABC. A, is that the next one? Accept. So I think the first thing when you're feeling down is to accept where you are, who you are, who you're with, what you're doing. just accept the situation you're in. And a verse is a, two verses that have meant a lot to me at different times because, you know, you, you're, quite often we've been separated from our family or whatever and you think, should I really be here? And you know, it's, if something's repeated in the Bible, it's because it's important. And in Genesis 2, twice, it says, when God planted the Garden of Eden, he placed the man in the garden that he'd planted for him. The Lord God placed the man in the Garden of Eden as its gardener to tend and care for it. And for me, that's been where I am is where God's placed me. And the people that I'm with, those are the people that God has placed with me. For now, for today, this is where I am. And this is where I, I, I need to accept that. And real, basically, it's submission. It's not... I am going to order my life the way I want, but it's submitting to the situation that God has put me in and saying, Lord, what do you want to teach me through this? What do you want me to do in this time? How do you want me to be? And being, accepting of the situation I'm in, accept it. Don't think, oh, well, if only this person would go away. Most of the time it's only Mike, so. or, you know, if, if only I could go back to England and be with my family, or if only, you know, I was somewhere else, or, or doing something different. No, accept where you are today. And an example from scripture is Mary. There she was, a young teenager, and the angel comes to her and gives her news. She's gonna be the mother of the Son of God, which sounds like good news, but can you imagine it? tarred forevermore. As somebody who got pregnant outside of marriage, uh, somebody who she was told right from the beginning would cause her huge grief that would pierce her heart. You know, it was. But what did she say? "I am the Lord's servant. I am willing to do whatever He wants. May everything you said come true." So it's this attitude of submission and acceptance to to. Where God has put me, and the place He's put me, the situation I'm in, the the health that I have, and so on, which is the opposite of Eve, isn't it? Eve in the garden, she was actually in a in a perfect situation, and yet she wasn't willing to accept that. She wanted to change it and have more, and there started all the problems we have today, because she didn't accept and. Another, another situation like that, you remember Moses went up the mountain to get the Ten Commandments and left the people. And after some days, he was up there 40 days, and the people weren't willing to wait or to accept that situation. So they said, let's make a golden calf, and you know went totally off the rails because they weren't willing to submit to the situation they were in. And submitting often means having patience. So I think the next slide's Henry Nguyen, isn't it? Henri Nguyen said, the word patience, which is a fruit of the spirit, means the willingness to stay where we are and live that situation out to the full in the belief that something hidden there will manifest itself to us. And I think a lot of times when we're in a difficult situation, we want out. But what we need to do is to have the patience to live that thoroughly so that until we discover what God has for us in that situation. And how awful to miss it. How awful to get out too soon and miss what God has for us in the situation that's causing us to feel down. So, A, accept. Uh, Live this day. Lord's Prayer says, this is the B, but still on the A. The Lord's Prayer says, give us this day the bread. Give us this day the strength we need. So it's live today. That's all God asks of us. Then B, be expectant. And I divided this into two. First of all, be expectant to see signs of God's love for you. God loves you. And God speaks his love to you constantly. And the problem is, we're blind and deaf to it so often, and we miss it. Because mostly, God speaks in silence. Sunsets are silent, the moon is silent. Uh, you know, so many things, the way God speaks flowers, snowdrops are silent. But God can speak to us. I know that for me, God often speaks through nature. For instance, this, this slide here, I don't know if you can see it, but it's the lake near where we live. And can you see some geese flying off on the right? On the right? I have tried to photograph those blasted geese so many times, <laughs> and they just fly off before I can get them. And first of all, it was a down day, and I'm walking on my own, and I'm looking, and all of a sudden, this sky, and it's like God saying, look, I've put this on for you. It could well have been that no one else saw it. Certainly, no one else saw it from this angle because there was no one else there. And, uh, and as a bonus, look, here's the geese in time for you to get them in your photo. And it, it's like God saying, Look, I love you. I see you. I know what's important to you. And uh, it's, you know, to be expectant, to look for signs of God's love for you because they would definitely be there. Gerald Manley Hopkins said, the world is charged with the grandeur of God. And then, because the Holy Ghost over the bent world broods with warm breast and with our bright wings. And if you open your eyes, you'll see that. And got, you'll see that it's God loving you. And then the second be expectant is be expectant for God to turn things round. And the word that, sort of sums this up for me, as a word that Tolkien came up with, eucatastrophe, have you heard that? Catastrophe, you know what that is, and you in Greek is good. It's a good catastrophe. And he, it's what happens in Lord of the Rings. And Deb this morning, giving the story of the Bible, it explained it very well. The crucifixion, it was like, this is the absolute worst day in the whole world. The person who we thought would deliver us has died, a terrible death, and he's dead. And it, it was suffering, real and, and true. And then, what happens? On the third day, he rose again. And it didn't make the suffering not happen. It happened, but it put a totally different slant on it. And that's what we have to be expectant for God to do in our lives. Tolkien says, this is explaining eucatastrophe, the resurrection was the greatest eucatastrophe possible in the greatest fairy story and produces that essential emotion, Christian joy, which produces tears because it is qualitatively so like sorrow, because it comes from those places where joy and sorrow are at one, reconciled. It's when you are at rock bottom wait for God to turn things round, because he will. And like it's been said many times, if your story isn't good, it's because your story's not over yet. So that's to be expectant. And the example I came up with was Manoah's wife. I chose her, because probably you don't, many people don't know about her, in Judges 13. So there she is, she's been barren all her life, has no children, which is a grief for her and also a shame in her culture. But then one day, the angel of the Lord appeared to the wife of Manoah, she had no children, but the angel said to her, even though you have been barren so long, you will soon conceive and have a son. And it's not just Manoah's wife, is it? And the Bible's full of this. Uh, There she is, her life is sad, she's down, and all of a sudden God comes in and totally changes the story. And that's what God wants to do for us as well. So what do we do about the be, be expectant? I don't think that you can be expectant to see God working in your life without stillness. If you're racing around stressed and busy all the time, very, very hard to, to, to see what God wants to say to you and to be expectant. I think to be expectant we need to take time to be still. We need to observe our sabbaths to take a day as we're made to do where we stop sabbath means stop and if you're too busy to stop something's wrong because we're made to have a day in seven where we stop and time each day where we're still and that is when we can see see god's signs of love for us Obviously, we can see it also in the busyness, but I think we need the stillness to really have cultivate that expectancy in our lives. So A is accept the situation we're in, B is be expectant, and C is count your blessings. And I wanted to sing, if you're an old Christian, you'll know the song, won't you? (laughs) But Joel didn't. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, you'll be surprised what the Lord has done. And I think there is huge value, when God does bless you, to record it in some way. To, to note it. And the Bible's full of that as well. You know, do a, put a stone up, do, do something to record the, the blessing that you've received this day. And I think it's a, a very good discipline to every day, in some way, write down the blessings that you've had that day. Or, Record them in some way. Maybe, you know, your bent isn't to write. Maybe it's to take a photo. I do this every day. I try, I take a photo, have done it now for, is it 11 years? 11 years. Every single day, a photo of a blessing God has given me that day. And uh, those of you who know me or know Deb know that, or all sorts of people here, blip. uh, You can record it on there. And I also put on there three blessings. But in my journal, I put more blessings. And some days, you know, it's really hard. And I say to Mike, what are you grateful for today? <laughs> and uh, obviously, you know, you should be grateful every day. We, we have food. We're, we have somewhere warm to sleep. We have someone to, to be with, to talk to. You all have a fantastic church to go to week after week. And, uh, but... We need to just remember, count them, name them one by one, and celebrate them. Psalm 34 verse eight says, open your mouth and taste, open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. And I think, you know, opening your mouth and tasting, open your eyes and seeing, and then recording it in some way. And the example I've chosen is Miriam, in Exodus, God had delivered the people from Egypt and they thought the Egyptians were gonna kill them because they were stuck by the Red Sea and then God opened up the waters and they passed through and then when the Egyptians tried to come after them, the waters came over and all the horses and riders were pitched into the sea and drowned and they got through. And it would have been easy to just, whew, got through that and go to bed. But no, Miriam got her tambourine Led the women in dancing and singing. Miriam, the prophetess, took a tambourine, and all the women followed her with tambourines dancing. Miriam led them in singing. "Sing to God. What a victory! He pitched horse and rider into the sea. Maybe you could write a song, if you're that way inclined, or a poem, the best I can do is haikus every once in a while. But you know, the importance of counting, actually counting your blessings. And a challenge for you, what's happening on Wednesday for you Baptists? (laughs) You might not know. What's Wednesday? Ask Wednesday, Wednesday, the beginning of? Well done. (laughs) So you've got 40 days minus the Sundays. So with the Sundays it's like 47 days. And why not, here's a challenge for you. Start, get a little notebook or whatever or photos and find a way just for those 40 days, how has God blessed me this day? And maybe over the dinner table, if you eat with somebody else, each of you saying it, but, and then maybe it'll become a habit forevermore, but at least in those 40 days, that's a good way to celebrate Lent. Give up complaining and start counting your blessings. Okay, I've got a bonus for you. Is that the next one? Yeah. I thought I'd give you a few more of my letters, just quickly, so D, when you feel depressed and down, do accept, be expectant, count your blessings. D, do the next thing. You don't feel like doing anything, but maybe the dishes need washing, so at least get up, do the next thing, wash the dishes, or whatever the next thing is. E, exercise, especially A morning walk starts your day off in the right way and they've done studies that shows that if you walk in the morning, it's much better than any other time. I'm not telling you these things because I do them all the time. I'm telling you because it's what I write down when I feel depressed. This is what I need to do. F, friendship and family. Don't take them for granted. You know, if you want good relationships, you have to invest, spend time together. Ring them up talk, whatever, they don't, you mustn't take relationships for granted, and having good relationships in your life is better for your health, how is it? You know, if you, it's worse for your health to not have it than if you smoked however many a day, for instance. Gee, get off your phone, get off your blasted phone. I say it to myself, it's not, you know, talk to people. Face to face, go out and walk, but get off your phone. H, hospitality. It's a command, invite people to something, maybe not to your house, but, or if you don't want to, but somewhere for a walk or whatever. But it's important to reach out to other people. And I, ice cream. <laughs> but only the best, not yucky ice cream, good ice cream, gelato, Italian. I mean, the, my closest gelato is Lisbon, almost two hours away. I looked up in Birmingham, but I didn't find anything, but maybe you can tell me after. But it does make you feel better. (laughs) Okay, now your homework is to go home and do your own acrostic, and then share it with somebody, with me if you want. I like the quote from the Talmud, I've said it here before, God will hold us accountable for every good thing he gave us that we didn't experience. So if there's a good ice cream shop around and you never go there, God will hold you accountable for that. (laughs) So, what is, A, accept. This is what I do when I'm feeling down. I just say to myself, okay, Davine, accept where you are, accept the situation, remember Mary and her attitude, live this day to the full, and that will give you peace. Accepting the situation you're in. B, be expectant for signs of God's love, for God to turn things around. You catastrophe like Mrs. Manoa. And that is hope. Hope for better days. And C, count your blessings. Celebrate your blessings like Miriam did.
1: That will give you joy.
0: So, the end.
1: I was wondering, Davine, if I could ask you a couple of questions, how would you feel about that? Is that okay? Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> it won't be really hard, I promise. So, do you remember when you were talking, you talked about the counting your blessings and you write them in your diary? You inspired me about seven years ago to start doing that, and I've been doing it as much as I can every day since then, and I, I do my diary, and I try and give them out, and, People do the diaries. And it's a practical thing that I do to try and remember the good things that God's done in my life. So even if on a rubbish day at work, I can write, thank you God that I arrived safe at work. It can be as simple as that sometimes. Or thank you God that I have a job, something like that. Um, but as I was sitting there thinking, I like I'd how, how do you do the first two things? How do you accept when something's bad and um, I guess not get stuck in that moment of expecting, of accepting. Of accepting,
0: sorry. yeah. Oh, well, I, Mike and I have tussled with this, because, you know, every sermon is a heresy. Do you know that? Because you can never say everything in one sermon, can you? So you're always saying one thing and not the other, because you can't. And obviously, on the one hand, but that's where the be expectant comes in, isn't it? You accept where you are today, but you're constantly listening to God for, you know, what he might do to change that situation if it's difficult. But I don't know the answer, Joel, sorry. No, it, it's It's, you know, <laughs> it, the Christian life, to me, just seems constantly to be this and this. It never seems to be a comfortable, you know it's always sort of extremely two things Mm. so accept because that's where you are today but be listening to God because he might want to do
1: something different so does that mean in in prayer and in writing things down you're going to God saying I know I'm here but this is where I want to be or is it saying where do you want me how does that question go in prayer does that make sense as a question I don't do this bit very often, normally it's my dad or something, but I was kind of thinking about this as I was singing, so I thought maybe someone else was.
0: Yeah, no, we've talked about it. Uh, for me, you know, so I'm feeling depressed and thinking, if only the situation would change, then I'd feel better. Mm. And it's basically saying, no, this is a situation you're in today. What does God have for me in this? And it could be something really, really difficult. Know, which I, I can't say that I've, I'm in hmm. or have ever been in, really. But you know. So this is what I'm in today. What was your what? Say it again.
1: <laughs> I guess I, I guess I was looking, trying to think of the
0: because the how. Yeah. So how how
1: how to move on from that place of accepting that something's hard, but taking that to God and saying, oh. I don't want to be in this place forever, but also maybe even being okay if that is how things end up. Yeah,
0: I think, I think you have to accept where you are and live that to the full, and then God will change it when he's ready, when it's time. You know, it's like, if you, the more I, I, I read the Bible, how many times God seems to take forever to act, and how many times when people get impatient do they make a mess of it? Over and over. And like, the people of Israel were, were slaves in Egypt almost 400 years. And they must really have, you know. But while they were slaves, it was no good, them. Um, they had to accept where they were that day and live mm-hmm. that day with God. Yeah. But one day, when God was ready, he changed the situation. Abraham was blooming 100 years old when he got the baby God promised him. You know, it's <laughs> like, how did they manage to, to wait? But you have to wait. When you get impatient, that's when you mess things up, I think. And, I, and it's when you start, it's, you know, the thing about being patient is, it's, it's submission to God. Because when you're not submissive to God, that's when, you, it's when you, you can't stand the uncertainty, you can't stand the waiting, so you make a golden calf, because a golden calf you can control. So, you. It's when you start making idols and start, you know, wanting to be in control of your life. And the fact is, we're not. God's in control, and we just have to submit. But it's, it's
1: both, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. No, that's really helpful. <laughs> Was anywhere else I find that useful? I found that very useful myself. So apologies if all of you have been going, why didn't he understand that? But for me. That's very useful, so thank you. Okay. Um, what I thought we could do is. Um, Can I go in a... now? Sorry?
0: Can I go
1: now? One more thing. Uh, right. no, sorry. sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: nearly, I'm nearly. submitting. Sorry. In a moment, what I thought we could do maybe is put into practice that idea of counting our blessings and maybe uh, just have a moment of prayer and just say out loud the things we're thankful for. Um, but how how do you go about? thinking of the things you're thankful for. You mentioned blip, you mentioned the things you write down. How, like for me, it can be quite difficult to think of yeah. things. How do you kind of go through your day? Is it something you're always thinking about? Is it something that you go back at the end of the day and reflect on, what does that look like?
0: Yeah, I, well, I, I do blip at the end of the day and I put three, usually just three gratefuls on blip, but uh, my journal I do in the morning when I'm reading the Bible yeah. and write as many as I want. And I, I think it's a real rebuke to me how difficult I find it sometimes. And you know, I think it just shows, speaking for myself, my my lack of seeing the way God has blessed me. When you know I can't find three things to be grateful for in a whole day. You know, it's just ludicrous. But the more you do it, the more you do get into that frame of mind. But when I'm feeling depressed, then. I really force myself to say, okay, what am I grateful for?
1: How do you Um, think doing that over, did you say 11 years? Is it 10 or 11? I can't remember any. Uh, How do you think that's changed your relationship with God? Religiously saying, this is what I'm grateful for. I did that religiously. (laughs)
0: it's it's just made me love him more because you know it's made me see that every day he blesses me and gives me good things you know and it's it's my blindness and deafness that doesn't see it but now i, I do see it more you know mm. you do look out for it more if you know yeah. you've got to write
1: it at the end of the you day i take a photo yeah yeah that's good <laughs> If you don't mind praying for us in a moment, then you can go, I promise you.
0: I knew I should have prayed at the end. But, yeah.
1: <laughs> if you'd like to stand with me, what I think, thought we could do is David will pray uh, for us just to help us to see the blessings in life. Then we'll start, we'll sing a few lines of our next song, Majesty, Majesty. Um, Here I am, humbled by the love that you give, humbled by your majesty. And then we'll quiet down and there'll just be a chance for you to speak out the things that are blessings in your life. It might be, that you wanna be very specific and say a thing that's quite specific or it might be you wanna say something that's just a letter or one word, but it means something between you and God, whatever that happens to be. Um, and then I think we're gonna rip up the plan completely and we're just gonna sing some songs of like big, bold worship to a God who blesses us, a God who is here among us and is our savior. So David, if you can pray for us.
0: Lord Jesus Christ, son of the living God, Have mercy on us. We are sinners. And we're so often broken, we're so often blind to your blessings. We're so often stubborn to not see how you're speaking to us. Lord, please forgive us. And Father, give us grateful hearts. Father, give us the grace of turning our sails towards your Holy Spirit and letting him work in us and change us. Thank you for the absolute wonder of the gospel that means that we can change and that that is what you want for us and that is what you're willing to do in us. Lord, may we submit to your hands molding us and not complain and wriggle away but Be what you want us to be. Lord, we invite you into our lives to make us more grateful people and people who know how to deal with feeling
1: down and depressed. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen.